What's up guys, Jared here to tell you a few things real quick before we start today's episode of Football and Random Things. I just want to remind you guys that on August 24th, we will be having our annual Cyclone Fanatic kickoff party out at Barntown Brewing on the Waukee side of West Des Moines. We'll be unveiling the new Cyclone Fanatic beer. We'll be having all kinds of prizes and, uh, you know, anybody that's ever come out to one of those parties knows usually how those things go. And then we'll also be raising some money for a family uh, from back in my, my and Chris's hometown uh, that's in need right now. So we hope to see you guys out there on August 24th at Barntown Brewing on the Waukee side of West Des Moines. Now time for a new episode of Football and Random Things. Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. I feel like I brought that in in a very calm and relaxed voice because it keeps cracking in my ears. You're, uh, we're going to keep our voices at a very we're trying to even make, tone today. We're trying to make this podcast more like Criminal, where everything is much more controlled, much more set up, and deliberately planned. I'm Phoebe Judge. Have I'm you ever listened to the... To fart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's football and random things. Uh, as always in the Carl Chevrolet studios. What episode are we on? 36? 30, 30 hundred. 30, uh, 50, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, wow. We're both coming back from vacation here. Both so coming back from vacation here. That's true. There's a whole lot of like, we're all, I think we're both kind of juiced up officially being like, all right, well, it's vacation. That's the end of summer vacation. Are like not like summer vacation like you're in high school like towards the end of the calendar of the summer you take one vacation to kind of ramp up for football season because everything gets really busy when it gets there mm-hmm. so it's kind of like okay well <sighs> took my breath let's get ready to do some professional wind sprints i've been ready i was at football practice on friday Ooh, i'm actually planning on two going, football practices i'm planning on going on wednesday i'm gonna guess that you're gonna see more on wednesday than i saw on friday uh, They'll probably actually have like pads on and everything. What this is practice three, four. Today would be practice three. Okay, yeah, so practice three today. So I think the acclimation period that would be practice number five, five, which would be the first day of pads if the acclimation schedule is the same. Ooh, Ooh. which would be the first, uh, which would be the first day of pads if. Uh, it's the same as it was when I was there. I don't know if they've lengthened that or changed it at all because it was always helmets, helmets, shells, shells, pads. I just want you to. I want you to take an audio recording of just some, just some guys hitting <laughs> <laughs> the grunts and then, uh, the, the funnier sounds, which no one really hears, like they don't put this on, um, you know, you're mic'd up, whatever is like the groan that you have when you get off the ground. Cause when you get hit real good, it's like, <laughs> and like you stand back up and you have to like pull yourself out. I'm like, but, but that's just when you're by yourself. Like there's, you don't do that that groan when you're around other people because it's kind of like showing weakness but like when you get hit or you fall down and then you have to like get back up you're like <laughs> and then you're like all right let's do it again and like you run back and you're like <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> did you see the uh they had the mic'd up videos from the first couple of days of practice they had one with speedy uh daytron young no i didn't no well, i mean i saw that they're there i just i was yeah again on vacation so i didn't really like sit down and scroll through instagram much uh they did one with charlie kohler and he he might have been the worst person ever to mic up. <laughs> Doesn't say anything. He's a four-point engineering student, and he's the, from what I hear, he is like the quintessential example of the four-point engineering student. Yeah. Basically, they have like a minute and a half video, and he says like five words. Neat. Other than that, he just plays football. Neat. Good job. Really, it's fine. Well, maybe they're just getting it out early, and like, let's just... Eventually, by the time season rolls around, like we've uh, we already have some some B roll of Charlie in the yeah. in the fil- or in the in the in the hopper, so they can pull it back out and play it somewhere. Uh, it didn't go as planned. I want them to mic up. Who can they mic up? I want some, I want them to mic up someone that like really will not say anything. Who like Ray Lima? I can't imagine Ray Lima would, would say imagine. a single word during practice. <laughs> Ray Lima is probably like the only thing that he's going to be communicating is with his coach about what he did. And it's a yes, sir. No, sir. It's going to be a yes, sir. No, sir. And he was, and I'm sure if he goes up to whatever coach, whatever, one of the defensive coaches is like, Hey, so what did you see there? What'd you feel there? And he's, uh, pressure on my left side. <laughs> that's it. Is that, all right. Got it. Just, I mean, if, if you feel that you've got to make sure you fight back to, I mean, fight into that pressure. Just make sure you get across his face. Yes, sir. 
and that's it. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah, in the Charlie video, he just says uh, at the very beginning, he's he's saying uh, he's like when they mic you up, all of a sudden everybody's a lot nicer to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they ever mic me up for practice. You would have been funny to have mic'd up. I feel like it would have been fun. I mean, I you would have been like you would have probably been out of character almost, like talking more. Well, so my thing... I envision you, like, talking to the microphone. Like, mono- monologuing? Yeah. I, w- I would monologue. Yeah. I would definitely monologue. Yeah. But, like, at practice, it's it's different. I mean, I'm still having, like, I enjoy myself at practice, and I'm still joking around, but it's, there's kind of the, the like, the 50% of me that is very, like, it's time to work, we have to work. Right. And then there's the 50% of me that's absolutely just, like, a color chart that's just... Well, it's just whatever random crap is going to be up there. So, like, usually so basically, when, it's exactly like this podcast. Yep, it's the same thing. It's the football part and the random things part. And so, like, when I was at practice, most of the time I was really dialed in about what I was doing. Like, I really, I never missed because I think it also kind of comes from the uh, being a walk-on background where, like, y- you don't get a lot of reps, so you have to yeah. be really good at taking mental reps. So, for the time that you walk in to the time that you leave, you have. Um, a really good sense of how to practice without being on the field. Right. And so like, I, I don't know if I would have been super fun because I was always watching everything all the time. And so even if I wasn't on the field, like I wasn't, and I also didn't trash talk much, although like it would have been that kind of fun of saying like the complimenting, the trash talk complimenting. It was like, Hey, nice hit baby. <laughs> good job, Jake. Thanks man. You too. That's it. Like, just, just interacting with your friends. You, you say it. You're like, good job, Jake. And he's, thanks, you too. And you're like, I was kidding. That sucked. Piss off, God. <laughs> you suck, dude. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good idea. Uh, are you talking about Jake McDonough? No, uh, either one. McDonough, is a, McDonough would be fun to, to, would have been fun to mic up. He might have actually had it happen a couple times because he's a... I would hope he would start rapping he's in the middle of He's an absolute goofball. Oh, yeah. He's we had ab- Jake on a podcast. Absolute goofball. So Jake's him, awesome. He can't... I, I don't think he can turn that off. Like, I, like I, again, I, there's there's half of my brain that I can tap into when I need to. Like, our, let's, it's time to be serious. It's time to work. I don't think Jake has that half of his brain. It's like, I'm here because I'm the nicest person on the planet. Hi. Why are you trying to hit me? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to just knock somebody over. Big old teddy bear. Uh, reminder to everybody, if you... Love Cyclone Fanatic. You'd like to rep Cyclone Fanatic. Cyclone Fanatic has a team store. Teamcloset.com slash Cyclone Fanatic. We have licensed Cyclone Fanatic apparel. Or Iowa State apparel now. There's some sitting right there on this chair. Some hashtag swag. It was the incorrect size. Michael, please send me some swag of the correct size. I sent you a message in Slack, but giving you a reminder now. Public Blast. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. I designed that logo. I want a shirt with it on it. If it's a... if it's an adult large, I, I know a guy that would... It isn't, it is an adult large, but I don't know whose it is. I'm, I don't know if it belongs to someone else. I mean, I would be fine with giving it to you, but I'm also concerned that it belongs to someone else and I would give it to you. That's Chris's? And then I would get in trouble. And it's Chris's. I think Chris wears the same size I do, so... Oh, okay. So I don't think it's his. Children's medium? I mean, you could probably take it. I, just, I don't think anyone would really even know. Well, now they would know. Well, as if they listen to the podcast. Does everybody fart on a Monday? I hope so. I, they I, should take a laxative, I think, if not. Boo, <laughs> that's a real fart. Some fiber. Uh, I, uh, Chris I think, probably has some left over. We talked about this before. I don't listen. Usually, I don't usually listen back to our, our segments because it, I feel like I'm too <gasps> critical. These chairs go really low. <laughs> Jer- Jer- we have bar, we're recording on bar top chairs and Jared just dropped about a foot. Um, but I usually don't listen back because I feel like I'm too critical of myself. And then the next time we come in, I, I'm trying to not do something which mm-hmm. doesn't feel organic. The only time that I do go back is like when we were doing the fireworks thing. Chris listened to it and said that he thought it was really funny. And I was like, I don't even remember what we said. Like, and I just went back and listened to it again. Like, oh, okay. Well, so we were just making fun of Chris being a redneck and blowing stuff up. I was on an airplane. And the thing I... I Did you get the got, text? I got off the, the airplane. No, I got off the airplane and... Put, took my phone off airplane mode and immediately I got like 10 text messages and one of them just said damn it guys and it was from Chris and, I'm, and that's the only one that I saw I was like what did we do immediately I just kept I started thinking back I was like what did what did we do and I wrong? feel like and I feel like we ride the line between like appropriate and inappropriate most of the time we're like sometimes we'll get like 
like maybe we we probably uh, swear sometimes, and I think sometimes. Well, we did you, get in trouble the one time. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Darn it. Drat. And so every once in a while, like that comes back. I was like, did I say something like offensive, or or did I swear at a certain point that I shouldn't have? But no. It was well, that's just, what I was thinking. I was like, what do we do wrong? <laughs> like, yeah, immediate, do do? Immediately, I started thinking back to the podcast because it had been a week since we'd recorded those when I was on the plane. And I'm like, man, what did so, yeah, I went What back, did we say I that possibly could be that getting us in trouble? But it was a positive. Yeah. He, yeah, he was kidding. Yeah, I, it which was positive. I learned later. Uh, what else do I need to say? Patreon. Oh, no, back to the merchandise. We will have a, a place that you can purchase merchandise at the Iowa State Fair. Do you like the State Fair, Jeff? I do like the State Fair. I'm going to go see Toby Keith at the State Fair. Oh, cool. Want to go? Uh, you like Toby Keith? I do like Toby Keith. I mean, want to come with me? You got a ticket for me? Uh, I could probably get one. Yeah, I, don't I think Chris is gonna, maybe going to go, assuming that baby Williams isn't here. Mm, true. Uh, we were talking about this on Friday. What day is it? Well, we'll it's, right, it's one week from today. Maybe. We could do a podcast, and then we can go to Toby Keith. Maybe. I'm actually, that actually kind of sounds fun. It would be a date. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we got the merchandise at the State Fair. I, I'll, I'll tell you guys where to find that after the break. I got to go back and find it in the Slack. But, uh, and then the Patreon. You can always become a patron if you like Jeff Woody. Sometimes I wonder why. If you like the one half of Jeff's brain, that <laughs> is very professional. Uh, consider donating to the Cyclone Fanatic Patreon. All right. Today we're going to do five questions Jeff wants to have answered during fall camp. Uh, but first, I want to talk about David Montgomery uh, because he is an animal. Yes, he is. And he is a freak. They are getting to see that now in Chicago. Have you seen any of the videos of David? I have. Yeah. There, there's one that they put out this morning. I, I, think didn't David, one, I didn't see the one this morning. I saw the one yesterday. I think David broke 45 tackles in one play. Was it the same one where he's kind of running off left? The camera's at a ground level, kind of behind where, like, the right cornerback would have been? Yes, it's another one. Oh, it's a different one? Yes, it's a different one. Ah, great. It's, this is from today. Great. Um, no, so... Where I, his offensive linemen, like, I think the one you're talking about is the one where the offensive linemen all stop, and, and, they're, he, and, and they're watching him, thinking he's going down, and then he, and he busts out of the tackle, and then all of them take off running down the field trying yeah. to find someone to block. Um, so I, I went to... I was, when I was on vacation, I went to visit my family in... Uh, which is south of Chicago, and then visit... Um, oh, yeah, you skipped River Ruckus, I forgot. I did, yep. But it was great. I went out on Saturday um, to Bourbonnais, which is literally where... So Olivet Nazarene is the college that the Bears have practice at, mm -hmm. is in Bourbonnais, which is where my aunt and uncle live. So went out Saturday, went to the Bears practice on Sunday. Um, he looked really good. And Wait, the, you went to Bears practice? I went to Bears practice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually went to Bears practice on Sunday morning. And uh, it, it was... We got a spot in like behind the end zone, and actually, uh, two guys that were wearing Bears jerseys recognize. So I'm sitting next to my aunt and my aunt and uncle, um, very successful people. He's a heart surgeon, so he's very smart, but he doesn't really understand football that well. He's just never had to. He has two daughters and, and then uh, his son was never really into sports, mm -hmm. um, but he's a naval fighter pilot. So and a heart surgeon. That, yeah. So no, he's his son is my cousin is oh, a naval fighter pilot, oh, 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 and my oh. uncle is a heart surgeon. So basically, he's in Top Gun. Yeah, he, no, you joke. He's literally in the next Top Gun trailer. Seriously, dead serious. So my cousin Chris is a so he was on deployment in uh, the one of the the bodies of water in the Middle East, and I forget which one it was. Um, but he had just gotten back when they started shooting for the Red Sea. I don't remember which one it was. But it, he, they, he just got back from that deployment. And so when he just got off deployment, his CEO gave him like a good amount of leave mm -hmm. and uh, not necessarily leave, but like he didn't have as many responsibilities when he got back. He couldn't, he couldn't leave the base or couldn't leave San Diego, but he did get to, you know, go do something. And they were shooting at one of the admiral's bar or one of the officer's bars in, and this is all per, through my uncle. So I talked to my cousin a little bit, but he's busy. And yeah. so um, I talked to my uncle about it and the, the story that he gave was so because my cousin Chris got off and had time for leave, he went over and was like, well, they're shooting Top Gun over here. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go and just check it out. And so because he had as much extended time as he could, they were doing multiple days worth of shooting at that, that bar. And so he was there multiple days in a row. Well, and because he was there multiple days in a row, or he could commit to being there multiple days in a row, he was going to be given more more closer to the action spots because his face would be the same. They mm -hmm. can recreate shots from Monday right, to right. Wednesday to Thursday. Continuity. Yeah. yeah. And so he was able to be there. So if you were to, I think it's exactly a minute 30 in the first Top Gun trailer when someone's playing the piano and singing, 
and everybody throws their head back to sing directly on, as you're looking at it on the right side of the screen, that face is my cousin. And then there is a point later at some point in the room where Tom Cruise gets thrown out of a, like, I don't know if it's actually in the trailer or in the movie itself, but like at some point Tom Cruise gets thrown out of the bar. One of the guys that's carrying him is my cousin, Chris. So he's actually like carrying Tom Cruise out and get, tossing him out of a bar. So he met Tom Cruise. He met Tom Cruise and he was saying that Tom Cruise was in, like asking him. So again, he's a, he's a helicopter pilot. He's a fighter pilot. And um, so he was, Tom Cruise was like asking my cousin Chris about like what he does and how he did. And my Chris told my uncle, he was like, um, this is going to sound really weird, but he's tiny, but he's a beautiful man. <laughs> Can he, uh, you think he's got connections to get Tom Cruise on the podcast? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I don't think Tom Cruise would be willing to come fart with us. That would solidly fit within the football and ran, in the random <laughs> the things. The random things category. So much into the random things category. What if Tom Cruise was just like secretly a closet Iowa State An football fan? Avid Huge fan. Matt Campbell fan. Big. He was yeah, back in his days when he was at Toledo. He's really big. He was at uh, Maslin High School. He's was, he was really, you know, he's big in Ohio high school football. Yeah. He just knew he was going to be good. No, but to go, but back, David Montgomery. Yeah. go back to the Bears thing. So I'm sitting next to him. This is a, man, super random things. So I'm talking to my cousin, or not my cousin, my, my aunt, and uh, I'm just sitting, like, you're kind of sitting on a hillside mm-hmm. behind, this, behind the, the practice field. And I'm talking, and there's two guys behind me. They're embarrassed. He's like, are, are you Jeff Woody? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I can tell by your voice. We listen to the podcast. So shout out to those two guys. They were at Bears practice on Sunday. Uh, that was probably the most random uh, a random interaction I've had, like, or not necessarily random, unexpected. I was not going to expect Singer to Bears practice to get recognized. Uh, but anyway, so we're sitting behind in the end zone shot. So you get to see a lot of where, uh, where they're going. You're looking at the all 22. Yeah, but it, different than if you're watching it from the side, it's hard as a running back to see what's going on because right. you have to work angles on linemen. You're working more gaps than space. So like watching from the side is really good for watching receivers and quarterbacks, but watching from the end zone shot is a lot better for seeing linemen and running backs and linebackers just because there's so much more lateral space you have to cover. And so I'm watching, and the thing that Montgomery does really well, and he always has done really well, is pace of how fast he has to go now versus how fast he has to go then. And the things that he does with that pace is when he goes to turn it on because he is very rarely does he get to full speed. When he does get to full speed, you know, we, we were talking about the 40 not being like his high, his fastest, you know, it's, mm-hmm. he's not Tariq Cohen, which by the way, Tariq, Cohen's the, Tariq Cohen and Khalil Mack are the best players on the field by far. I, I mean, uh, Hicks is a really good player, the, the nose guard, but yeah, Akeem Hicks. Yeah. 20, I mean, 29 is a stud. He is so much fun to watch in person. But anyway, um, so like the thing that when Montgomery, even though he's not all that fast, one of the things that he does is the difference in speeds. Like Greg Maddox had like an 89 mile an hour fastball, but he would still blow it by people because the average speed of his other pitches is like 74. So mm-hmm. the difference between that speed is huge. So the thing that Montgomery has, I don't know if he intentionally does it or not, but the pace that he operates in the backfield when he's making his cuts is at like 90% of his full speed, but then he goes to cut it on. And it was actually like not necessarily burning people because they ended up like someone's going to end up running him down. He's not going to be the guy that's right. busting out an 85-yard run, but he's going to pop a 40-yarder because the guys are taking bad angles because of their of what they perceive his speed to be and then end up losing those angles. So even in college, he would do that. And in the pros, he's doing the same thing. He's getting away with doing the same thing because of how he just sets himself up. So he looked really good. So, you um, do, so he'll make the team. He, oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And he's going to get carries. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Cohen is going to be their number one offensive weapon. Um, just because they're going to look, I'm going to guess that they're going to use him everywhere. Receiver playing running back, playing slot, whatever, like everywhere. Tariq or or David? Tariq. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, obviously I, I just asked that because I feel like you got to ask sometimes about the NFL. Mm -hmm. You never know. They'll cut people for nothing sometimes, but uh, no, I think you can tell how much they like him because of how much they put him on their social media Mm -hmm. where they're, I mean, they did this like drawing thing and it's like they had, all the, you know, haha, Clinton Dix and all the guys that they've added. And then David Montgomery yeah. is there. And well, I'm like, oh, okay. The other thing too, like, uh, and I think they're promoting him. And I don't know if this was just like an Instagram algorithm thing, but if when I was in, just like I was making an Instagram post of like just at Bears practice. And so mm-hmm. I was just try, trying to find a sticker and I just typed in Bears. And the first one to pop up was David Montgomery, like it, the, as far as the Instagram sticker. And again, I don't know if that's Instagram's algorithm knowing that like, you're an, I, Iowa, State I, I'm an Iowa State guy, but if, 
but like one of the things they're promoting is like this is one of our guys. So I think and they really Instagram like Instagram probably knows everything about you. They so. do. Um, but the other thing that that he does really well, and that kind of the attitude that he was always praised for as far as hard work is concerned in college, um, he has brought it into the room, and I saw other guys following his lead in what they did by the end of practice, where. Uh, at, you know, and you saw it every time you, every time in a practice, if there would be a, a muddle, just like a, it's a run, it's a four yard gain. There's just a shit pile of people. And all of a sudden somebody, he's, he's, yeah. he's going to run, even with whistles blown, he runs 20 yards every time. Eventually every one of the running backs did that, but it didn't start like that. Like the start of the practice was just him. You could tell, even if you like, you were, you weren't sure if he was in play would be done. He would have the ball. He'd run 20 yards and they'd swap him out. He he makes me think of the guy that even in shells, it's like the the defenders like run up, you know, and they don't really tackle him, but they kind of act like they're going to, mm-hmm. and he just keeps running, and and he's like, no, you didn't bring me down, I'm not done, I'm yeah, not down. He's it's like, yeah, you maybe touched me, I'm not down. Yeah, I'm like, not well, down. but either way, like the, his the work ethic that he has, you can see how it's like it is ingrained in his DNA of yeah. how to do that, and I think they really, I think of all the things, that would be something you really got to like him for. Um, and you can teach things, but it's hard to teach work ethic. And yeah. he's got that in spades. So it, I thought the Bears practice went really well for him. Um, Bears fans, Trubisky needs, still needs some work. Still needs some work. All right. Well, with that, we've talked a lot about the Chicago Bears today. I'm sure we'll talk about that, the Bears a lot, actually. I'm excited to see David play in his first game on Thursday. I'm excited to see him, and then he'll probably play a lot. I he think. will because yeah. they're, they're probably not going to. I mean, they're probably not going to play Tariq Cohen right. much at all because they know what they've got in him. Hakeem plays his first game too. He'll probably Thir- play a Thursday, lot. Thursday, right? Yeah, it's he'll late, be on late, NFL isn't Network. Yeah. Isn't it like 9 p.m.? Yeah, 9 p.m. on the NFL Network. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if David will be on TV. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it's someone streaming it somewhere. It'd be stupid for. Let's just go road trip. It's in Chicago. I was just there. So tickets are seventeen dollars, Jeff. Let's go. Fifteen bucks. I'll 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 meet you I'll meet you there, Jared. I'll meet you there. Soldier Field, come on. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. You gotta go to break, don't you? No, what no, it's like we're gonna do our questions. Oh, okay. We'll do we'll do a couple we're only at twenty minutes. Oh, okay. We'll do two questions and then we'll do three more questions after the break. Okay. All right. What's question number one? Uh, question number one for me is. Do you refer Iowa State during fall camp? For Iowa State during fall camp. So we talked about five beforehand, and I'm going to try and remember which ones they are because we didn't write them down because we're not that professional. But the questions are not necessarily in any specific order of like one is more important than five. It's just five questions that I would just like to have answered. Um, one of them is in how. Who takes that X receiver position? That's it's a very interesting spot because they have new guys that are in, and it's a position that you lose your best, arguably your best offensive player from between. Obviously, it's between Butler and Montgomery, the two guys that were the show last year, and so that was your best, your best offensive weapon, which is now one of your biggest questions. And there is kind of that's a position battle that I'm really interested in, but not just in a position battle that I'm interested in. It's as an offensive scheme battle. If they have, how do they use that? Spot? How do they use that spot? Because yeah. you have guys like Charlie Kolar, you know, Mr. Riveting Interview, like <laughs> that guy can actually play that spot because he's a really good receiver. And like we talked about before, that position needs to be not to say needs to be, but in conventional use is going to be your big physical wide receiver. Right. It's the guy that's going to win your one-on-one jump ball. It's the guy that's going to be in that you know, the vertical seams of the zone to make a defender have to close on him when he goes to make a play. It's your big play threat. Well, Kolar, he may not be as fast as a receiver, but he's, what, 6'6", and Mm -hmm. has great ball skills. So he's a guy that can play that position, and then you can still leave Allen and Saner in as tight ends. And so are they going to play with an X wide receiver all the time, or are they going to use these tight ends as, like, flex guys? And I think that that all of that kind of comes down to – somebody taking a stranglehold of the job and saying, this is mine, not saying, Hey, I would like to, I would like to play some saying like, like F you guys, I, I'm going to be the one that's on the field. And I, I th- it, it kind of probably came off as like course to a lot of people, but, um, I was just again, scrolling through Instagram, uh, this morning. Um, and one of the things that they, that I scrolled through is NFL like tweeted something about like hard knocks with John Gruden. I don't know if you saw that one or not. No. And so I know that, that that starts this week, I think. I think so. And on Sunday, maybe. Um, but it was on um, 
one of the quote that he said is he was like, and I really like it. And it kind of correlates to how you, I feel like you have to carry yourself as an athlete as he goes, I think I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, everybody in the NFL, by the time they get here, they said, I have a dream of playing in the NFL and I have a dream of making Pro Bowls and I have a dream of, you know, winning a Super Bowl and I have a dream of whatever, whatever. And he goes, I'm not in the dreams. And in order for you to get a job on here, you're going to have to crush somebody's dream. You can't look at everybody here and mm-hmm. say, you know what, I, I want you guys to love each other, but in order to get this done, you have to crush someone else's dream. Get your mind around that. I imagine you just said that more eloquently than John Gruden did. I think I said it with less F-bombs. But the, the <laughs> that, way, uh, that too. The, the way that – but the, I feel like in a position battle, like you want to – like you really want to be, right. you know, cordial with your guys and you're friends with them. Like I was never not friends with James White or Chantrell, but I always wanted more reps than him. And I would get – like I would be frustrated when I wouldn't get the reps that I, that I feel like I deserved or I wanted to get more. And so I was always trying to earn more snaps. I, I mean, you say in the media that like – you're, oh, we're all just trying to work together and be a part of a team. But, like, bull. Like, you know exactly what you're trying to do. Right. You're trying to get as many reps for yourself as you can. And I think there's a guy, especially as a position we talked about last, I think it was the last podcast, maybe one before, where the wide receiver position is such a one-on-one spot. Like, it is so far devoid of all the things. So if you win a route and you beat a cornerback, I think that's that's one reason why a lot of times wide receivers and corners are your biggest trash talkers because they really have more room to back it up. Like right. it's a corner playing one-on-one coverage against a wide receiver. If you break up that pass, you did it. It's right. not like as a running back, I have so many other things that I, that I have to rely on to make a claim that I did something. Right. Where receivers, you have to have that kind of, you know, it's that shooter mentality like like with uh, you know, like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson makes a shot like I made a shot in someone's face. I did that. Like, that's mine. And so you kind of have that, like, that's where those, that confidence comes from. Right. And I, I, I want somebody in that group and I don't know who it's going to be. I haven't seen any, well, it's not any of them. I, I haven't seen any of them in recent, this version, this fall camp version of right. these guys play. And I want to see somebody take that job, like to earn that. And I think that also kind of depends on what they do with the scheme with the tight ends, because, you know, let's say Petway is just comes out and is absolute gangbusters and like maybe that's the guy that's that ends up or you know Shaw that just is the the guy that's like this is my job and they you know they cement it and like okay I can't take this guy off the field right we're gonna have to find another way to get these tight ends on because it's not going to be in in lieu of this in in lieu of this person based on what I saw on Friday and this was just one practice I I think with Michael Petway is the real deal is considerably above those other guys and that's just based on what I saw in I mean, and, and, in helmets, yeah. yeah. But physically, man, that's a grown-ass dude. <laughs> that is a grown-ass dude. And, and he, he's not, like, in the same way. Hakeem, like, you saw Hakeem, and it was his – he was obviously strong. Like, mm-hmm. you could tell he was really strong. But it was his length and just, like, the freakishness of him that you looked at. You're like, right. man, like, that dude is scary, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but you look at LaMichael Petway, and he's – the way that he's built, he's not – he doesn't have that same length. He's not 6'5 or whatever Hakeem is, mm-hmm. uh, but he's 6'2", 6'3", and he's just solid. he's just built like a ship, like a brick shit house, dude. Yeah, like just like a tank. And I'm excited to see that then because again, that 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 was what got the past X receivers that Iowa State has had of Alan Lazard and Hakeem Butler has been because they have been physical as shit. Yeah, when he's just playing. physically imposing when you see him. And it's not Sean, just, Sean Shaw doesn't have that just because he's like six he's six skinnier. and looks like he weighs like 215 pounds. Yeah. He's built like me. Yeah, he's skinnier. Yeah, he's athletic, long, athletic, but and so like with if if this position is going to continue in a way that it has been, it is. Uh, a cornerback by the time they get to be in the middle of the fourth quarter is exhausted by just having to deal with play after play of mm-hmm. having to put, having to hit back. Yeah. Because a lot of times, I mean, there are some corners that like that there uh, and I'm not, I don't know any personally, any of the ones that are playing there now, but oh, the one that comes to mind, like Leonard Johnson, Leonard Johnson loved contact. He was the one that wanted to make you exhausted by being how physical he is. And if Petway is that type of physical by the end of the game, by the end of the practice, the other corner is going to be like, dude, just like he's going to play. He's legitimately yeah. going to play with more space right. because he doesn't want to have to deal with that contact. I think that Anthony Johnson has likes a little that. bit of that in has, him because they were going up against each other. Oh, man, I loved it. Yeah, that, that was I mean, that's grabbing each other, pushing each other. You know, there's a whole lot of there's a and whole again, lot of extracurricular going in that, in that one on one. It's that one on one. I mean, yeah. it, it yeah. is 
I am stopping you from doing what you want, or I'm going to do that what I want and good. you can't stop me. And I think that's the, that, that attitude has to be there. So, uh, you know, you don't want fistfights. It, no. it, it, occasionally they happen. You really don't want them. Um, but you do want like that competitiveness of like, you know, piss off. I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, and that's what, that's what I liked about it was that I, for one, I just like dudes who are just like, Physical. we're here to mix it up, mm-hmm. you know? And that was really the first time I'd gotten a chance to see Anthony Johnson up really up close like that. And where they're really mixing it up like that and whether or not, you know, whether the defensive guy made a good play, maybe where the offensive guy made a good play and, got, and caught the ball, you know, they'd mix it up, plays over, dap, stand up, dap, dap up. up go on to the next one yeah and it's like and then the same if they're up against each other each other again the same thing's going to happen it goes the same way dap up move on to the next one yeah and it's like someone you know one guy might win one one time another guy might win one another time mm-hmm. and it's just and but every time it's like we're going to do this the same way and we're going to beat the crap out of each other but at the end of the day it's all respect yeah you know yeah. and that's where i was like all right that's cool like i i like the way the the dynamic of this because you can tell that they're trying to make each other better yeah and you have to especially again there's so many one-on-ones that like in if you miss if you're a running back and your right guard misses a block and a defensive tackle comes through you can do everything perfect and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. there's literally nothing else like you at the end of the day Ray Lima's still going to blow your ass up I can't do anything like my yeah. job is to get a minus 1 yard gain instead of a minus 4 yard gain in a fumble like that's the right. best thing that I can do and with wide receivers granted the ball may not be like thrown perfectly but other than that it's like read the coverage run the run your route and beat the dude and that uh, like that that so that x position is really i'm really interested in and i think the second oh can i say one more thing about the receivers yeah. you want to know who looked really freaking good deshante jones yeah i'm telling you yeah he I, looked many, real good I'm dude yeah you. he was like he ran this one route and man i can't remember who it was in coverage but it wasn't somebody that was like it wasn't a scrub it wasn't a scrub he comes out and he ran kind of a, I don't know, kind of a, a, a jab in, like then into a flag, like mm-hmm. corner type route. Yeah. He had this dude like standing in cement yep. and, and just was wide open. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was another one where he, you know, the, the ball, I think was kind of supposed to be a back shoulder type thing. And he like, he jumped and then the ball ended up being further over his head and he had to like reach way back like that and and make the catch with the defender right there on him and caught it and then like rolled backwards over himself and I was like oh my I'm goodness I'm telling you but that's like that's where it's like you see that and he and he's been good in the past I'm telling you man but I, I feel like he's like on a breakout type thing where he could have a huge season you I'm know I'm telling you how long have I been on this Deshante Jones looks really good kick yeah spring. yeah yeah he looks he looks like he's ready to have like his have a really good senior season and there's so much more confidence in the way that he's moving well that was the first time that I and I, like I said, this, or like you even mentioned, this is, this was in helmets. And I mean, I don't know if you make that catch when you got the pads on and everything like that. He doesn't have the arms like what Hakeem does where he's got those really long arms mm-hmm. and it's a little easier to get your arms up like that when you got the pads on. But if he's doing the kind of things that he looked like on that, he's playing on Sundays. I mean, he's, the, he's the that routes, kind of guy. The routes that he, that I have seen him running and the accuracy and the quickness that he's been operating out of are incredible yeah and so I, I was I mean I think I said that right as I was coming out of one of the spring balls like Deshante Jones is the best offensive player on the field no question that was what it, that's what it felt like when I watched it so yes I'm I'm glad that you saw I'm interested saw. to see like what what you think coming out of when uh, you're up there okay Brock threw the ball really well too good he, he dropped some dimes dude he had one that he threw to Tariq on the sideline mm-hmm. right in front of me mm-hmm. and it was his first throw in one-on-ones I mean, it was, it was a streak, and he just dropped it right in there, like without right perfectly perfect in stride. Yeah. And and then Tariq had the defender right on his back, and he just caught it right there, and then kind of guided his way out of the, out of bounds. And I was like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I need to see from Brock today. Yeah, my my his thing with his it will operate different when he's in pads because his his thing that he needs to get and continue and improve on is is settling his feet when there is yeah. when there is some threat of pressure. So when there is, you know, when you're in helmets and shoulder pads, one, in practice, quarterbacks just generally aren't going to get touched anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and they shouldn't be. Uh, but two, when you're in helmets and shoulder pads, you're even farther away. Like, there's there's nobody there. They, I think defensive linemen, just because it's so hard to block when people just have these baggy jerseys on, right. that, like, defensive linemen take, like, one or two steps, work one move, and stop. And then the they're not continuing to fight with offensive linemen, and then they kind of the linemen just, like, freeze and say, like, right. this is where I would be if it was – you know, a go time. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, if he can settle his feet, then that's what, what really is going. So question number two. Yes. 
Yeah, question number two. Let's get it. Same exact, Let's get it. Same exact question, but with the running backs. Is there going to be a guy that takes a stranglehold of the position? Because at this point, there is it's a by committee. I mean, they listed five ors on the preseason depth chart, and there's one of those guys has to do something to separate himself as saying, this is my job. And I don't know what that is, and I don't know who that's going to be. I, I have a feeling that it's going to be, you know, Sheldon, but – it, I, you know, Johnny looks really good. Apparently, Breeze Hall is a lot of, like, he's done really well. I haven't been able to see much uh, of Breeze Hall just because he was with the threes during spring ball because he was, I don't know, seven weeks removed from high school. Right. So, he, yeah, him and Jirel were both with the second group on, but I think that's just because that's where a lot of the freshmen were on yeah. Friday. And so, I, I don't know. Johnny it, looked really good. The, it's just those Until guys. got sick, but. Oh, yeah. But those, I think that just who in the running back groups group takes the the dominant. Uh, this is my job. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to steal it from me. Like one of the things that Herman one of Herman's always phrases is make yourself indispensable. Is you work hard enough that you make yourself indispensable that you will not take me off the field. If you do, the entire offense is worse. Like I, I want to see somebody do that. Mm-hmm. And so X. And running X and tailback are the two positions I think that on the offense have the most up in the air. Like, you know, you're, you're, I think, cause actually X might be Tariq. So Z receiver, I, I think we've been calling it wrong the entire time. I think Z receiver is the one that has the, the, the pet way. I think that yeah. one, because I, I think X is Tariq. So uh, I apologize for the, the misnomer there. Correct that. But whichever one has all the ores by it. Yeah. So I think it's the Z receiver, but Tariq and Deshante, like there's a position battle, but I mean, the, you know those two you know those gonna, two yeah, are yeah, going to be the yeah. ones that are getting predominant amount of snaps. Like you know that Julian Jones is going to be your tackle. You know, like Colin Newell is going to be your center. There, there's not a lot of questions. Other Brock Purdy is your quarterback. Like we know that these things are set. Chase Allen looked really good. Yeah, he did. He he's he has looked really good. But mm-hmm. like you, you know that these positions are relatively set. And even there are certain positions where like like it, why like we know that all three of those guys are going to play. Well, it. Y, Y, and H with Saner playing technically play, being listed as an H. But, like, we know those guys are going to play. It's just what percentage and what order they're going to play because they're both going to play. Maybe Chase plays 70 snaps and Saner, play, or Saner plays 50 and Kolar plays 55. Like, we know that in some combination they're going to play a yeah. lot of snaps. But there's a lot of ors where, like, guy's going to play, guy's not going to play. And there's really two positions where that's the most prominent, which is on, on offense, I should say, which is – Z, that Z receiver, which, you know, again, whichever one Petway and Shaw are in, and the running back. The idea and of, like, Maybe one of your guard positions. Right. Uh, but I don't – again, I don't know how the younger guys with Ramos and Downing, if they are ready yet. Yeah. If not, then, you know, Olsen's going to be your guy or, or, you know, whichever guard is going to be your – your your stalwart there but really it's running back and z receiver the one the two in my mind that those guys need to take a stranglehold of the position the idea of having like chase and charlie kohler out there together running routes i mean remember the the west virginia game where charlie kohler ran kind of the it's kind of a drag where he went up but then he hit the guy and pushed him back and west virginia thought it was pass interference it probably was it probably was but uh the idea of using those guys, like rubbing off of each other across the middle of the there's field, a, just with a, the size that they have. There's a lot you can do. I mean, those are almost, they almost look like automatic completions just because of the way that, that they're, how big they are compared to a lot of the people that are going to have to cover them. Yeah. What it feels like, and you might be able to attest to this, and it's obviously going to be more prevalent in pads when you can be more physical, Yeah. but you know, when, again, a basketball reference and from a, not a basketball guy, there are certain players that like they can establish post position whenever they want. Mm-hmm. Like Shaquille O'Neal is obviously the guy that comes to mind. Cause I just don't know a lot of like current big men, but I don't know what their style is. But like if Chase Allen wants to get a position of being like, I'm going to, I'm playing, you know, I'm going to run a curl here and I'm going to put this defender on my back and I'm going to show you, you know, my, as my number 11 is going to be huge for the quarterback. I'm just, you're going to see every square millimeter of this number. Right. And like, it, again, it kind of reminds me of, Point guard just like casually dribbling up the floor, and eventually he gets post position. He just kind of like lob, like f- like flops it into the middle, like on the block where the guy's already got position because it's so guaranteed that he's going to be there. That's sort of what it kind of feels like with Chase in the middle of the field, and with Kolar, sort of a little not quite as middle of the field. He doesn't he doesn't bang as much in the middle. He does more of he, he's more of the finesse tight end of he's them. The, he's the stretch four. He's the stretch four. Yeah, he was the guy who he's was George. creating space for Trey Young and yeah, Norman North. He's George. 
He's yeah, there we go. Uh, so you have that. The old man of, game. They're kind of built the same. Sort if you, of. If you look at yeah, it. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, but so you have uh, like, anyway, so being, being able to have that kind of sort of layup-ish feel. Charlie Kohler is George and Chase Allen is Marcus Pfizer. Okay. I'll go with that. There we go. I'll go with that. All right. Want to take a break? Sure. And then we'll get the last three questions from Jeff when we come back. Football and random things on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey, guys, just want to take a quick break from the podcast to tell you a little bit about the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. You can advance your career with the Ivy MBA from Iowa State. You can take classes twice a week in downtown Des Moines. Plus, you can take electives in Des Moines, Ames, or online. The part-time MBA is taught by the same faculty as the top 50 ranked MBA programs on campus. You can ask about scholarships and waiving the GMAT at ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's ivybusiness.iastate.edu to find out more about the Ivy MBA from Iowa State University. Now back to Football and Random Things. Welcome back to Football and Random Things. Jeff got the booger out of his throat, so... We're good to go now. That was, that's that's off-air magic, man. That's really what's what... The glory of being in the studio where I don't want to do that on like with a mic in my mouth or by my mouth. Just wait until there's a camera sitting right there. Oh, that's you guys are going to be such for such a treat with the amount of random crap that goes on. Well, we're not even going to like pay attention to the camera. That's what I think is going to be fun is that it's just going to be us recording a podcast like normal, but there will be a camera on us. And I'm, so I feel like we'll almost forget half the time. I'm still going to have my shoes off up on a chair. Yeah, I saw your foot. Up there before, and I was going to tell you to sandals. put it. Did you see the picture of Antonio Brown's feet? No. Oh, my God. Uh, crusty old toes? Uh, uh. It's like, uh, I don't even uh, want to think about it. Get yourself a pedicure. Uh, no, it's like the bottom of his feet, too. It's like, that man needs some better shower shoes. That's what I think <laughs> I, I learned from that. Uh, I mentioned before, Cyclone Fanatic shirts, apparel will be available at the State Fair. What day does the State Fair start? Uh, it's like this week. Thursday, I think. Thursday? Yeah, okay, Thursday so Thursday. Uh, you can find those shirts and all of the rest of our apparel at or inside the main entrance of the cattle building to the left there's going to be a cyclone fanatic banner uh, so you'll be able to see that once you step in and look to the left inside the cattle building at the iowa state fair there you'll be able to find our all of our new licensed iowa state shirts plus past cyclone fanatic shirts like the unprofessional fan those guys in ames the kyle kemp legends t horns down all of those cool things and then you can also get a custom cyclone fanatic hat made They'll have a bunch of hats to choose from. You get to choose what color you want the Cyclone Fanatic logo to be. It'll take about an hour. So you go, you get your hat, you go and get you can walk around dog. for an hour. You go and get a corn dog. You can go and get, how, how, what temperature is the beer? Head to, head to the bud tent. Head to know. the bud tent. It's like really cold though, isn't it? The it, beer? Very. Yeah, I've never been to the State Fair, so I don't what? know. Yeah, the Toby Keith concert will be my first time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't enjoy the fair, like it's just a thing that you have to do. <laughs> Believe it's me, like, I've you know heard what? this. I, you know, I've never, I've never uh, eaten a hamburger before. What? What are you talking about? Yes, you have. No, I just like don't have. Okay, so where I grew up, there were a lot of people that went to the fair, but it were the people that were in 4-H. Right. You know, were showing. Yeah, but how long have you lived in Central Iowa like, now? I have lived here for seven years. Yeah, that's you, your excuse is gone. <laughs> You have had seven years worth of opportunities to go. Uh, and here's your next excuse that I'm going to come with. Is, yeah, I'm always working camp during the fair. Bull, not all the time. They have like evenings off or they have cl- practices that are closed to the media. Well, I also have time to go to Toby Keith, so. Yep. Your fault. Hey, I'm not sitting here like defending you. I'm just saying I've never been. It's just never happened. Yeah, I've, and I've, to be completely honest, man, I've just never really had that big of an urge to go. I, I wouldn't even, if I lived, if I was still in Clarendon, I wouldn't even go to the Page County Fair. Not even to see what it is? No. Not even see what all the hullabaloo is about? The hullabaloo. This is a, you just, I, I used just, that. You just, just used that. I just caused you to be tongue-tied by me saying hullabaloo. I was watching a, a YouTube video of Howard Cosell on uh, Battle of the Network Stars. Mm. I, I imagine it was from like 1976. Uh, and there was a, one of the stars said hullabaloo like six times in a 30 <laughs> second span i sent it to rob gray and i was like this is a the world record for most uses of hullabaloo in one in one youtube video i feel like that's uh that's a phrase like unique new york it's like a good mouth warm up if you're gonna start talking for a while hullabaloo 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 i think we might have just challenged the record the arsonist's oddly shaped feet antonio brown's oddly shaped feet anyway all right question number three 
uh, for Iowa State football fall camp? I would say the question that I have, um, uh, the third question, again, no, in no importance from one to five, uh, how does the offensive line develop over the course of the, of the fall knowing their quarterback but not knowing their running back mm-hmm. where they are going to do what they're going to do and understand what their jobs are. But each running back has kind of a different preference and a different style with how they're going to go about things and what they like and what they don't. And uh, they had Montgomery all of last year. And so a lot of times, I, I think you mentioned it, that um, somebody it actually might've been Jay that said like, you know, a lot of the guys liked blocking for Montgomery because there is almost that like, whatever if i miss a block he's gonna make a miss anyway so they kind of had a, a feeling of of that like security of like would you like not want that though you well, don't want gonna, that mindset i guess the they complacency could, of they that could be more aggressive is what yeah. it means like not necessarily being complacent but they could be more aggressive because if they missed montgomery was gonna make a miss anyway and i don't think that was like a true like i'm gonna go do this but like it was always <laughs> in the back of your mind that you could just you could i'm gonna go it. mess up i'm gonna go screw up but the i think the the way that they carry themselves uh is going to be different this year because they are now all experienced there's yeah. no real new guys on there again unless there's a position battle where where i think the the only one that i can come up with that might be a position battle is like if colin downing or joey ramos is going to push Trevor Colin, Downing. Or Tre- excuse me, Trevor Downing. Um, and, uh, Colin jo- Downing, the punter. Colin Downing, yeah. Trevor Downing. And Obviously, does have a punter controversy right now. They do, but... Due to injury. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, we talked about this already, yeah, we didn't did. we? Yeah, I forgot um, about that. But they... Uh, any, so, like, at that left guard spot, is that... Are yeah. one of those two guys going to push Olsen for that left guard spot? I think he's the only one that's... Downing, a, probably. That's a, that's a maybe. And yeah. I, so, I don't think that they're... You know, maybe he's ready, maybe he's not. But they're going to probably play with each other in the same order from Mm -hmm. left to right for the entire fall camp. Are they going to be able to develop consistency with each other in creating movement? Because we, we talked about last year, their pass protection was actually pretty good. They, they pass pro really well. And a lot of times the pressure that was brought on was Brock induced on, upon himself where, you know, I think we talked about this in the quarterback one is, and this is again, the thing that he needs to work on the most is just settling himself down where if a guy is going to be running, towards he's you know he stand, when he stands in the pocket his left shoulder is downfield his right shoulder is upfield uh, behind him or whatever you want to call it and so if a guy's running towards his right shoulder what he needs to do is step up in the pocket and resettle this think tom brady think peyton manning think drew Brees, where their feet are really really fast think baker mayfield russell wilson all those guys really fast feet resettle in the pocket and throw and a lot of times last year, Brock would feel that pressure. And instead of stepping up and settling, he'd like duck underneath it and run out to the right, which when you run out to the right, all the job, the, the work that the offensive lineman has done is gone. They have no idea where you are anymore. And so they can't really block for someone where they don't know where they are. So as soon as you start scrambling, you're on your own. And so the pass protection for the offensive line is generally actually pretty good last year. Um, so, but what was pretty bad was getting that running movement to create an opening for Montgomery to use where sometimes he would have it. And like West Virginia, they blocked really well and they created a bunch of space for him to move, which is why he had what, 200 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so, or two touchdowns, I don't remember what it was, but they created movement for him to actually use. And so these guys, the, the, the guys in the backfield are not David Montgomery. They can't, you know, they're not going to be dazzling NFL players yet i don't maybe breeze hall maybe you know Jerrell brock like maybe but these guys aren't they're not going to have that same kind of independence of i'm going to do what i'm going to do regardless of what you do so they're going to need to actually start creating movement opening lanes for the running backs and having these five guys be together uh, the entire way through camp is going to be really beneficial but they need to develop through camp and so that's not going to be a thing it's you know the i don't know if if this is just a thing that like my parents said or if it's something that most parents say, but kind of the old parable of like the toad in the water or the toad in the pot, where if you put a toad in a pot of boiling water and then turn it on and slowly raise it up, it'll stay in there until it dies because it doesn't notice change. But if you drop a toad in boiling water, it's going to jump out right now because it can see it. So this is one of, this is one of the things that you're not going to see it consistently day to day to day to day. Like they got better today. It's going to be like from practice one to practice or to game one, there's going to be this, there has to be this gradual, consistent toad in the water, slowly seeing growth. Like they're going to have to eventually be really good, but it's going to be just developing over time. That's another question that I have is how much are they going to come along? Because they're going to need to, they're going to need to manufacture a run game. They're not going to just get like, Hey, 32, here's a football. Go do something cool with it. Yeah. Uh, this is, has nothing to do with our state. 
just a general football question. How hard is it for an offensive line to block for a guy like Pat Mahomes, who's always out like doing his thing, and then is like, when he runs to the right, it's not, it's not, uh oh, what's gonna happen? It's like, find somebody. It's like, I'm looking this way. I'm gonna throw the ball clear back the other direction for a touchdown. Well, I don't think that they're necessarily. Um, I mean, the offensive linemen know. Like I said, for the most part, they have an idea where the quarterback is because if you think about blocking in general, it's blind. Blocking is blind. It's all faith where you have to trust where a guy is going to be and where they think they are uh, or rather than where you think they are because if you could see where they were, your back's to the person you need to be hitting. Right. So everything is blind. And so when quarterbacks do start to scramble too much, you're eliminating half of your help because you have five guys you can throw to and five guys that are blocking for you and one guy with a ball. That's your 11. Right. So when you start to scramble, when you start to break the pocket more than normal, you're literally five of the people that you want to help or you're pretty much eliminating them from doing anything at all. And so to answer a question with a guy like Pat Mahomes, it's probably fine because he gets away with it. And And he's also like a freak. He's he's a freak. And it's also one of those things where those guys probably know uh, that as, you know, if... uh, I think it'd be hard, too, because what, like, especially with the way, I mean, in the NFL, like Pat Mahomes is not getting hit in practice. Yeah. So, like, you would not – I feel like you almost wouldn't even know how to prepare for the way that he's going to be running gonna around be like around. that just because he's – it's like he doesn't actually have to do that in practice. I know – skill guys will do scramble drill a yeah. lot, especially with quarterbacks that will scramble. Like I bet uh, Iowa State does a lot of scramble drill at some point during their development uh, during from now until uh-huh. game one because they know that Brock has a tendency to run around and you need to practice that. At some point, pocket breaks down. You got to know where you're going to go when he runs. But with linemen, with a guy, like, like I said, like Mahomes or like, you know, uh, uh, let's say Baker, just because I think they're relatively similar players, that those guys probably know that there's a chance that if they see their guy, like see if, Baker if, shotgun if, the beer, if that was impressive, with that was impressive. Yeah. Um, and with like breaking it with his tooth. Yeah. I was like, damn, that dude is a badass. So if I'm blocking and I know that the guy where you're trying to go, I'm going to put myself in between you and that. And then as soon as you start to move in a completely opposite direction, you're like, well, shit, he left. Because you're only the only thing that they're going to be trying to get to is either like if a defensive line, lineman leaves, it's either like some zone, <laughs> some like weird funky zone blitz, or the quarterback ran the other way. And so you have to kind of trust the fact that if, if the guy runs hard to the right, you kind of just gotta like chase him. Like you gotta if he does come back around, you can pick him up eventually. But I would assume you just gotta spot the ball and be like, well, good luck. Hmm. Okay. What's the next question? Um, in the same vein, because we're talking about Purdy, um, what is this? St- and you might have a better insight on this. Is what is the staffs? This staff, the, the way they handle. And I'm going to use the term very loosely of their stars, where the guys that they know, like we talked about before, like Milton and like you know Julian Good Jones and like Brock Purdy and Ray Lima. Mike Rose and Ray Lima, like Quan Bailey. Those guys that they're they're not in position battles. They know exactly what they're going to do. The guys that come to mind when I was playing are like Alexander Robinson and Austin or not. Those guys, there was zero question that they were going to be the starters. None. Well, and and you know, like with a lot of those guys, they they've played so much, they know what they're going to do. Like right. they don't they don't need to be out there like practicing. They need to get what in they shape. To, yeah, yeah. They very much need to get in shape, and that's where the football reps have to come from. But like you also don't want you know some freak thing to happen to somebody like like again in the middle of the season last year and he gets hurt pulling his hamstring like you don't want that to happen in a non-contact something like that so how do they like what's their philosophy on that and i just i'm just curious about that you'll probably have a better understanding of that just because it was one it won't be the first practice yeah you know and uh There'll be more contact. What have they done in years past? Like, I don't know if, the, if that's been a thing that I guess anybody's paid attention to. This is more just a curiosity for me. I and don't then, know. I mean, I, I haven't been there enough to know. And we I only think, get to see that one practice. And I think the other question that I would have is, um, like, what, who gets that? Who gets the guarantees? You're, one that, you're the one that told me about David, how, how they used him a lot in fall camp, right? How, last year where he, he would a lot of times kind of be back in the back oh, where yeah. they wouldn't they let him get up not let they him. wouldn't let him get in there and then he would just be like practicing on his own almost like whatever the play was he'd be doing what he's supposed to do but he's not Behind actually the in the rep yeah yeah, yeah. It'd be behi- that was actually during the spring scrimmage okay, when yeah. it was a non-scrimmage yeah. he didn't participate at all in that one but okay. he was 20 yards behind the play taking his steps as if he was going through the play see I figure that a lot of it will probably be 
kind of like that to an extent where they just they look at their guys like that and they're like all right we know that you know what you need to do yeah and we know like what you can do we don't need you to see you do this like a hundred times yeah guys the guys that come really come to mind the most are guys like brock but Brock needs reps. Like, he right. needs practice. He, he, he's young enough still, he's, too. He's young enough still. He needs practice. But yeah. guys like Ray, like, going to be a senior. He like Jaquan. Jaquan Bate, like, they're going to be seniors. They've played the same position for three straight years now. Marcel. Marcel. Uh, um, I would say Marcel would still need some work. Not because he, he knows what he's doing, but that's a – they got to work together. Like yeah. those linebackers got to play well together. And that group of linebackers is going to be different. There's than, some pups. There's some pups in Mike Rose is still a puppy. Mike Rose is a pup. Uh, he's a very big puppy now. Um, we'll come back to the other guy and then we'll come back to the other one. But like the, they're going to have to play together. And the secondary is also again, like a guy like Eisworth. It's really, he's only in his true second year, but a guy mm-hmm. like Eisworth is that position is flexible. Um, so they can put him wherever he wants, but those guys just need reps, but kind of communicating then with the corners yeah. and feeling out those two, you know, with Speedy and, and Johnson, like, what are those two guys going to do? What are they like? How, how comfortable are they with each other? Uh, but yeah, like guys like Lima, like what's, how much is he going to play? The other thing, camp? the thing, like even at the receiver spots is that you feel good about Deshante and Tariq, yep. especially, but rhythm. Yeah. It's the rhythm. Well, yeah. And you can get the rhythm from doing a lot, like some other stuff too, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but there's guys behind them that you want to see, you know, want to yeah. see what they can do. How much should they get on the field? Landon Akers, like, uh, or even uh, Joe Skates. Uh, we, you know, we talked about Sean yeah. Shaw, J- Jalen Martin. Yeah. People that are trying to work their way into the rotation when, a little when bit. When Deshante needs a breather. He's yeah. just run three verticals in a row. He needs a breather. Who's going in for him? Right. And what practice are they going to have? Right. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm curious. It's just one of the things, and I think this is more like a staff decision of how they handle those people uh, because it is different. It, it's absolutely different because I mean, and it's probably different now in year four than it was in year one. Right. And I think they have much more certainty of, of guys that they can give the guarantee, not the guarantees to. And again, I'm saying that very loosely. And, and who do you think the captains will be? I would think Lima, Ray, Lima will be one. Ray, for I feel sure. like Ray will He's be one. one last year. I think um, Deshante. I would guess would be one. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess, this is all personality based. Right. Um, I would think Sheldon might have a chance to be one. Yeah. Uh, just as one of the tight ends, maybe. There's got to be somebody like from defense. Chase, oh, uh, Chase Marcel. Maybe, but yeah, Marcel. Marcel. Yeah, Marcel, Ray on defense. And then I would think Deshante and Sheldon on offense. And maybe Chase. I don't, again, I don't know personalities. Hmm. But that's going to be an inside the locker room thing. Well, yeah, I, just, I was just wondering yeah. if I would think who, the two because it's not as clear as I think it I was would say last year. Marcel and Ray are really the two. Marcel, I guess Marcel, Ray, and Deshante would be the ones that I'd feel pretty confident. But I don't know if they're going to do three or five or four, or whatever, or whoever just ends up being that list. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just curious to see who gets that kind of. And at what point do they start backing off? And at what right. point do they start saying, "Okay, we need to get you in game shape." You know, Ray, we know what you're doing. Um, we're going to let. X, Y, and Z defensive linemen. Get Isaiah couple, Lee. We're going we're, we're gonna to let these guys get reps yeah. while everyone's still fresh, while they're still going to whatever. We're going to kind of protect you a little bit. Or do they, like, flip it around and be like, hey, we're going to get you a lot of work. And they probably won't explicitly say this to him. But, like, we're going to get him a lot of work in the first two weeks. And then as we start getting closer to school starting, we're going to back him off and we're going to make him play one series of the ones and then he's pretty much done for the day. Like, what kind of way do they go about handling those guys? Um, it's, granted, it's not the same as the NFL where, like, your quarterback is worth – 52 million dollars like okay well maybe that guy just purely from a financial investment standpoint you need to not hurt him but from guys that are just Mahomes we don't want Pat Mahomes to get hurt let's make sure Pat Mahomes doesn't get hurt that's why he would not probably won't play in at least the first two two well first first and fourth I bet he doesn't play at all yeah the second one maybe a quarter or a series yeah and then the third one will play probably a half yeah and then after that done yeah Um, but yeah, I, who, I was surprised that Joe Flacco didn't even play for the Broncos in like one game. I'm not really all that surprised either. I mean, the, the yeah, preseason game number one, they're trying to make. I would my understanding is they're trying to make their first round of pretty significant cuts. Yeah. So they need to give the guys that are on that cut line a lot of reps so they can get a better decision. We're like Joe Flacco. They're not going to cut Joe Flacco. That'd be something, wouldn't it? It'd be a hell of a cut. Flacco didn't make the cut. Wow. Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco, elite quarterback Joe Flacco. <sighs> all right, last last one. Last one. Um, the, we really haven't talked much about the defense um, because there's not a lot of question on the defense. We know who, again, all things assumed here where there's no like crazy, you know, ridiculous thing that happens like Chase Allen gets hit by a car. Like again, again, 
damn it, Chase. <laughs> Stay off of Fourth Street. But they put in the I love how they put in the like flashing lights. So like right after that happened, like, oh, I wonder how that happened. Um, but no, so like most of the positions are pretty set. Like we know who the corners are going to be. Uh-huh. We know who the defensive linemen are going to be. We even know who pretty much who the defensive line backups are going to be. We know who our linebackers are going to be. And even, the backups. And the backups slash rotational guys. We're like, I think Marcel is going to play probably the predominance of snaps and Rose will play the predominance of snaps. But guys like Hummel and Vance, they're going to play a ton. Chandler Pulvermacher. Pulvermacher. Like they're going to play a ton of yeah. snaps. Yeah. And so we know pretty much who the rotation of guys is going to be in the secondary. We know the it's the top three safeties plus another couple guys that are behind him, which again, they're going to rotate in the corners. We know, we know pretty much everything except the one still kind of out there is Will McDonald. Like, what does he do for this defense? And is it going to be as much fun as I think it's going to be? He looks unlike any guy that they've had at linebacker. Because he's a defensive end who's a sprinter. Like, yeah. He's, he's a huge, fast, enormous athlete. Right. He's like, what, 6'3", 6'4"? 6'3", yeah. And, and he, but he looks bigger than he even is. 20, 225, but yeah. runs like a deer. I yeah. mean, the, the guy is a freak athlete. And that kind of freakishness is, can be really fun to work with if he's they kinda do it right. S- he's kind of skinny, but I almost wonder if they don't even, like, want to put weight on him. Because like, he's fast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what that position looks like. And if they cater it to him or if they try and teach him how to do it, what, like, it has been done before, like Willie Harvey did last year. Like, are they going to try and make him play like Willie Harvey? Or are they going to try and, like, change the defense and morph it into what he can do and then let him play that position? Like, the, the Will McDonald thing. Like, what is, th- like, what does that look like? In the same conversation we had, like, does that Z receiver position, if somebody commands that position, it changes what they can do on offense completely. Like, where the tight ends go? How many running backs? What, where does Tariq play? Where is the, like, that, the dynamic shifts if they have one person that steps up. Well, Will, if McDonald can be kind of the dominant player that in my brain they're shooting for, if he can do that, it totally morphs the kind of stuff that they can do on defense because it allows them to be super aggressive and bring, pre- bring pressure with just four and then confuse the shit out of people on the mm-hmm. back end. They can play this casual defense or this kind of cautious, that three deep defense. But if they're going to get to the quarterback in two and a half seconds, they can start playing a lot more underneath coverage. They can play everything forward. They can start tightening their zones. They can start tightening their coverage and they don't have to play so far back because they know that McDonald, Bailey, Lima, or Wazirike is going to get to the quarterback right. now. It's like that's the same thing that um, like the Rams have on defense when they have Aaron Donald and Dominic and Sue last year. Uh, and that's not even like, uh, Brockers was a defensive end for him uh, 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 again. Or, like you have these Dexter Fowler, Dexter Fowler. Yeah. You have these, you have these guys that are just, they're going to get to the quarterback really quickly. So you can be way more, Akib Tlaib can play straight up press on 90% of his snaps because if he's going to get beat in three and a half seconds, the ball's tackled by the time three and a half seconds rolls around. And he runs out of his man coverage protection. So, if they can do something with McDonald to be, whether it's aggressive and use that athleticism and getting to the quarterback on space, or if they're going to use him in this kind of, again, maybe it's man protect or man to man coverage because he's just a stupid, good athlete on some tight end. Like we got some running back that we want to put a, we can't put a safety on cause we still want to play our shell. We can't put a corner on cause they have two good right. You know, we have, it's playing Texas. We have, uh, is it Colin Johnson? I forget the name of the, their big wide receiver. Yeah, Colin Johnson. So they have this big wide receiver. We can't take Anthony Johnson off of him. We have to have Speedy on another guy. And okay, we have another third third person that we have to cover. We can't leave Eisworth down because you have to play over top, whatever. Boom, there's McDonald's plays. Like, what do they do with him? That's the thing that I'm really interested in because his ceiling is so high athletically. It does he fall like what do they do schematically to follow it up? So that's the, the, the fifth thing that I'm interested to see is what he does because it changes what they can do on defense. I think the only guy I've ever seen that played linebacker like him that's, like, built that way, at least in college, he's not built this way anymore, is, like, junior year Levante David at Nebraska. Do you remember what he looked like? I actually don't because I just remember what he looks like oh, yeah, now he's, later. Now he's, like, a huge-ass yeah. dude. But, like, back then he was, like, not necessarily skinny. I mean, he was built well. Mm-hmm. But he didn't look like a guy that should be playing linebacker. He looked like he should be playing safety. Yeah. You know? And, like, that's – but – I wouldn't say Will McDonald looks like he should be playing safety either because he just he doesn't look like any prototypical like at any position. No, he doesn't. He looks like a an athlete. Yeah, he, he looks, just looks like a dude who's going to r- fly around and like tackle the football. He's going to go real fast in any direction that you have him yeah. go. 
and good luck trying to stop him. Right. And that's what I remember of that first year that Levante David was at Nebraska when he had like 140 tackles or something, just something ridiculous. And it was like he showed up like three weeks before the season started and they're like, oh my God, this guy is really good. And they just threw him out there and they said, Levante, we don't know, like just go tackle the football. Yeah. Just you and, yeah. play outside the tackle and just yeah, just, just go tackle people. Just run. And uh, that's what I imagine like Will McDonald's going to do is just like run around and tackle people. Yeah. And so I think the... I was almost concerned that he's going to just run around and tackle me. <laughs> he just sees that there's a person like, uh, you know, a ball kind of skips off the ground. Like Purdy, I pick it up and Purdy, he runs and just tackles me. Purdy throws an incomplete pass. It kind of just dribbles over the sideline. You just pick it up. You know, you got your, you got your notebook or notepad in hand yeah. and you're just taking notes. And, like you pick it up and you're like, pick up the ball to toss it back to the equipment guy. And just out of nowhere from across the field, McDonald just lays you the F out. It's Space Jam when, uh, when Stan... Uh, Stan catches the ball, <laughs> and then the Monstars all dive on top of him. But it's just Will. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's only just, Will, it's McDonald. Just Will McDonald. And then they have to run in with the stretcher and and pump me full of air to. How in Space Jam did they not call any flagrant fouls? Listen, there's a lot of questions that if we really wanted to deep dive into the you not know one. into the rules conversation about Space Jam, there's some serious conversations we could have there. Not one. All right, man. Uh, can't wait for next Monday. To hear your report on uh, on what you see at practice, I'm pumped. We uh, does this time work for you? Can we do this time every week? Uh, should I easy, earlier would be better, but okay. What about uh, what about 10:30? 10. Works. Let's do that. Because then once we start doing our Facebook Live, we want it to be at the same time. Yeah, we can make an official yeah. announcement, but somewhere between 10 and 11 in the morning on Mondays. Okay, we'll do 10:30 uh, on Mondays, right in between the 10 and 11. Deal. Deal. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace.